Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Yo, beautiful human, we're hanging out with you from home. Dan is here, I think. I'm here. Ricky's here too. Soon we'll be joined by Dave, aka Lil Dicky. I am one of the five million people who have tuned in to Dave, his show. You you might have seen the underwear. Yeah, I'm one of those five million. It is so good. I can't wait to talk to him about it. We have a lot to get into. I'm interested in the process because this show has taken years to make. It didn't just happen overnight. By the way, today's conversation sponsored by Total Wireless. Total Wireless, Total Confidence. There's never been a better time to make the move to Total Wireless. Yay! Wow. Hey, Dave. A minute early. Wow. (laughs) An honor. Hey, thanks for doing this. For sure, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. I don't I don't know. It's weird as, f- but honestly, your show has been a very bright spot in the middle of this uh, very dark time. So thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, by the way, a, ye- a show years in the making, correct? Correct. Yeah. I-, I feel like the first time we hung out four years ago, this show came up in theory in. Some sort of like ideal dream sense, maybe, or was it really physically in the works four years ago? I don't know if it was physically in the works. It was definitely mentally in the works. Like I def, I always like envisioned making a TV show and being a comedian. Like the reason I started rapping in the first place because I wanted to be a comedian and like an on-screen, like I'm not necessarily like rapping to be funny type of guy. You know what I mean? So this is uh, it happened. Dude, one Dan's here. Say hi. Hey, Dan. Hi, how are you? Ricky's Good, here, too. Good. Uh, Tony's here, too. He just Hi. Pulled, Tony Bracey just pulled his uh, video. I wanted to give him a, a shout-out, uh, but he's gone now. Um, I'm here. Hi, Tony. So uh, we're watching Dave. We're one of the five million, um, which is crazy to say, yeah? One of the five million people watching your show. I guess so, yeah. I don't know numbers well, but sounds like a lot of people. <laughs> I need to get all the every every last billion on this earth. That's what I'm. Uh, I won't settle till everyone has it. I have a lot of questions here. I, I want to know how much of this show is rooted in some sort of reality, because it seems like it is your life, but exaggerated. It's hard for me to like give you like a quantified answer. Like some things happened word for word exactly how they appear in the show. Other things are like kind of like based off of something that happened, but like with like different exaggerated plot points for the sake of the plot. Other things are just made up out of thin air. It's like kind of a hodgepodge of like things that are just like inspired by my life. So can you walk me through the creative a little bit? Cause you work with a guy named Jeff Schaefer, right? Who is yeah. one of the minds behind curb, right? He works on that show and a bunch of other ones, the yeah. league, uh, Euro trip. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. What is it like? Do you just sit down with him and writers and just kind of sh- showcase your diary? And then they take it and form stories around it. So, you know, I first met Jeff Schaefer and like we worked on the pilot together and like we like kind of came up with like the first episode and then we like go and you get a network to buy the pilot and then then you make the pilot and then all of a sudden you have an episode fully completed and then they decide, do we want to make nine more of these things? And in our case, FX said yes. So then we hire a whole writing room, like a group of writers, like, like eight people and, you know, with the first few days, it was just like me talking to them, telling them all the stories in my life, like all the like everything I'm going for tonally, like what I want the show to do, what I don't want it to do, all this stuff. 
And then together we like board it out and like we like write like make little sticky notes on the walls and like we like oh like you know we love the idea of my manager's character saying confusing Todd uh, Ty Dallas signed his name with the name Todd Dillerson, which is like actually something that happened to me at one point. I introduced my friend Ty Dallas sign. He said, "What is it, Todd Dillerson?" That really happened. Um, and then we have all these little like ideas. Some of them big ideas, like you know, uh, going to a wedding with your girlfriend. Some of them smaller ideas, like that Todd Dillerson comment. And then like you have an archive and like of things that you want to use. And then together we just like plot out the show and like we really like detail by detail plot out each episode like together as a group. And it takes like days to like plot out one episode. And then we'll take that really like polished outline and give it to one writer and then they'll go and write the script and then which is really just like executing the outline you know and then they'll bring and then i'll take the script and then i'll make it through my filter and then we get to the set and we throw all of it out and we start doing you know then we start improvising so it's like just a combination of things has all of this like the making of it creatively been what you imagined is it what you dreamed of essentially yeah yes it, it has been um I was actually concerned that because it's really like strenuous, like especially as a guy like who's like so involved like me. I'm not just like the star of it. I literally like write it and like I'm like executive. Like I'm just like everything's kind of like my. At the end of the day, like everyone looks at me at every moment to make every decision, you know, which is what I like. But it's like it's something that like I was like, how am I going to do this from an energy level standpoint for three months when we shoot we shot it? But it really it was I was surprisingly. Uh, achievable like even though the hours are annoying like you get picked up at like 5 a.m you know like the hours are crazy and like you get home at like 8 30 and you're the most tired you're and you're in bed by like nine and then you wake up and you do it all over again you know but uh yeah it was it was you know the, the season one like as we're filming it it has this vibe of like uncertainty because like even though i'm confident i'm like thinking in the back of my head like are we even doing the right thing here like am i even gonna like what this ends up looking like or like feel like when we edit it like is it even gonna be like what my vision is so now that i've like seen the proof in the pudding and like you know i'm just more confident and I, that's like our, my first time even doing it so the sky's the limit but that has to be the weirdest thing because while you're shooting you're, you're seeing one thing right through the monitor but obviously in edit it turns out to be something different um has there been a moment where a scene I don't know, felt one way while you were shooting it, but when you watched it in the context of an entire episode, it kind of played differently or a moment. Yeah. There, I mean, there are a ton of scenes that just like get cut, I mean, you know, yeah. just for like the same time. In. How about you having sex with a, uh, a, a, a fake, uh, yeah. took us, you know, legs, uh, you know, from the waist down. Um, how was How was that to shoot? It's a little weird. Cause like I'm in this, like, privacy man thong like thing that like at all times feels like it's about to just fall off and like reveal my genitals to the whole set you know and then like in between takes i'll like walk to get like a coffee and like everyone can like see my body acne and it's like you know it's like weird uh but you know i'm i it's fun and it's like ridiculous it's like funny you know and that scene turned out the way i envisioned it by the way like there is a there's this accepting and there's this accepting energy on a set and also this universal want for it to be the best possible product, you know, had yeah. by most people. And by the way, going back to your long days, like, isn't that the fuel that kind of keeps you going? Because I, I've been there where it's like a 16 hour day. But, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't really feel like a 16 hour day. It kind of just flies by. 
it does fly by. And it's, you know, the main difference is like with music, I'm upstairs in my studio, like working alone the whole time. And like, no one, I'm not like, you know, responsible for anyone else's work or like feelings or anything. And then I go sh this shooting the show, like you show up and there's like 80 people there who look to me to be like the leader and like in good spirits. And like, I think the good thing is that my set, like everyone on my set, like really like instantaneously believe that this could be great. And, you know, so many TV shows that people work on, like just everyone's like, yeah, they're like, they're doing it for a paycheck or like, it's like not, they know it's not going to be the best show. This show had the vibe like that it could be like one of the best shows on TV. So everyone just kind of always went the extra mile. And so when is it solidified in your mind that this could be the best show on FX and on TV? Because right now we're in a place where it's the highest rated comedy ever on FX. Uh, it feels pretty solidified. Like it feels like. Uh, but did you know feels, earlier? Did you have like the feeling? Like was there? An, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I always knew. I, I believed because I just know the subject matter. I've always believed that. I've always believed that I could be like as captivating a lead in television. Like I know that's an arrogant thing to say, but I've always believed that. And then when you add in the subject matter of like rap is like the new rock. It's like who doesn't want to like see what it's like to be like a rapper. Like that's just like what everyone wants to see. And I knew the people involved with it were just so talented. Um, so I knew it'd be good at the minimum. You know, I knew like, I knew that like our worst effort would yield a good solid TV show, but I knew at the maximum it could be one of the best shows and not, you know, even, I don't think I really like felt it until like, I think when episode five came out and it was like the gate of bipolar episode and like seeing how everyone reacted to that. And like, it like really like crossed that like emotional depth check box and then it honestly just keeps being that way and then i think people just only like i feel like that episode five like started like this train of like it just reaching a new ascension and then it just kept going up and up and up and like even the finale is just the ultimate cherry on top by the way the finale happening on wednesday on yeah. fx x and uh streams the next day on hulu but yeah. by the way like that depth and the fact that there's so much weight to every character with all due respect, yeah. the show is more than just about Dave. Right. And that's what makes a great television show, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's exactly. It's like, are you going to care about me and my relationship with my girlfriend? If you don't care, care about my girlfriend, like, no, you know what I mean? So like, you gotta like build these characters up to make any emotional stake matter. And by the way, where, where we left off, right? Like, is yeah. the relationship going to move forward? Is it not? I mean, I guess we'll find out, right? Pretty gut-wrenching episode, huh, Zach? Yeah, it was moving. It yeah. really was. I um, love that. That's my favorite episode to date, is episode nine. Why? It just really feels like a perfect storm. Like I just like think it's like the best combination of being really funny, really emotional, really well shot. Like I think the there's like a musical component with like the beginning and the end coming back in time together. I just feel like it... Like, the directing was incredible. I just feel like it just, like, for whatever reason, checks every box that I want my show to check all in one episode. And I just think it's the best done version of the show. And your quest for for the interlude is so moving, but also the way you handle the rabbit, bra you know? Yeah. Something. Um, Bluetooth orgasm, is that based on reality, or is... Uh... Yeah, used to be able to uh, cream hands-free. So, not something I can do as easily now in my older age, but as a kid, man, I could sit there and think and I would burst. 
Speaking of you as a child, another moving episode was uh, when you essentially kill your younger version of you. Yeah. I I I slaughter him in the low main. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is that based on reality? In terms of, I didn't actually ever experience a moment where I saw the version <laughs> of my son. That that wasn't, uh, but just the emotions behind it. Uh, the emotions behind it are real. Yeah, but like, here's what I'll say: like, you know, when I, when an episode came out, like all my like childhood friends hit me and were like, "What? We had no idea that you felt this way." But like, that's not how I felt about my friends. Like, like I don't think I was bullied. I don't think I was mistreated. I just think I would do anything for a laugh as a kid. And like oftentimes I would stoop to a level that was just pathetic because I just wanted people to like me. So I think it came from that. Was the story about your first show real? Like your your friends coming in and wanting to take advantage of all the free stuff? Not really, no. It's like there's like been moments where like I've had people backstage and they're like saying things that just like annoy me. You know what I mean? Like I've had like so it's like all kind of slices from different things. How did that compare to your first show? Was your first show like a big show opening for Meek Mill, or was it not as big as that? My first show was a bit. It was in Philadelphia, but it wasn't opening for Meek Mill. It was just my headlining show, and it was like two thousand. It was like fifteen hundred people, and it was. I'd never even rap in front of more than one person in my life. I'd never even, you know, the week before I wouldn't even have done karaoke because that would just be too nerve wracking, you know. So it's like that was honestly one of the worst days of my life. Was the first show because I was so stressed. I mean, it shows what a privileged life I've had. That the first, the worst day of my life was like my first headline. <laughs> but I was so stressed, like the stress level was so all consumed. I had no idea. I was like, I didn't know if I'd be able to do it or like what. And you know, imagine having never performed in any way, and all of a sudden you're like rapping for the first time in front of like two thousand people. Um, so it was stressful. But then I went out and I did it, and I was like, oh, that was easy, and that just made every other show easy. How, how does your first? show compared to your first day on set uh first day on set was like just a little i just it was easier first day on set was easier because i knew like just i'm like born to do this like i don't think i'm like i think i've worked my way into being a rapper to where it was like hard work to where it getting to the point where i am like i wasn't naturally like the rapper that i am today but you know what you're seeing in the show is is the equivalent of my first song and my first song was not remotely good enough to even go public like my first song sucked you know, my first attempt as a comedian is like one of the best on TV. So it's like, I think I'm just like naturally, I knew that I had that more naturally in me, but it was so stressful. I remember like the first day I kept being real stressed about my hair and like thinking that like my hair didn't look right. Thinking I was going to hate the scene because my hair wasn't looking right. I kept going to the bathroom in between takes and being like, my hair. And then I'd go out and shoot the scene and I'd be like, thinking about my hair <laughs> but you have somebody to take care of your hair don't you yeah but it was a new hair person it was a we were just getting our our system in place like you know we didn't have the efficiencies that i had by the end it's also kind of part of like your character though is not giving a shit about your hair i know i know but then when it's on tv forever and it's just like you know because like all it takes is like it's like my hair looks like this and then like i'm just like oh i hate that scene you know, and then it become a meme on the internet, yeah. and then it's just done. Nobody cares. And then, I, by the way, and then I go over and rewatch the scene that I was so stressed about my hair. I know exactly what scene it was, and it looks the exact same that it looks in every other. Like, it's so stupid that I even care. Do you enjoy <laughs> watching the show? Oh, I love it. I, I still watch it every Wednesday on cable. And, like, that's my favorite. I've seen every episode so many times because I, like, edit it and all that, but there's nothing like watching it on TV and like there's commercials and it's like so official. And then I watch it the next day on Hulu just to make sure it's all, because sometimes there could be an error or something. And I just want to make sure there's no error. <laughs> can we, can we talk about the diarrhea scene? 
Oh yeah. my god. Did you guys ever think like not to actually show the diarrhea or is the diarrhea needed? We actually had a conversation. FX they they, they were they, they thought we didn't want to they, they were like, We don't think you should show the diarrhea. And we were like, Well, I think we should. And then we actually we used to, an earlier cut had even like twice the amount of diarrhea. And I think we ended up at like the perfect happy medium. And like FX is a great partner in that respect. They're like they have good thoughts. Like eighty percent of their notes are like worth listening to. And uh you know, that was, I think a middle ground was the right call because there's, I don't know, like I'd never seen it like that in, in film. How, how do you make fake diarrhea like that? Did you have any part in that? Oh, I had a huge problem. Well, first off, there was this like machine strapped to my back that had like a tube that was supposed to shoot it out. But the machine, like when it, when it, when they press go, the tube snapped up and snapped the duct tape off my back and then shot it like into the air. So we had to stop using the machine. And then all this diarrhea that you see is actually fake. It's CGI. Oh, wow. Yeah. That means it was good CGI if you guys are asking these questions. <laughs> Yo, feces look legit. But before the diarrhea, there was a piece of solid poop, which is not very rational. But uh, that was actually a, a solid piece of, like, clay that I had in my pants. That was real. <laughs> I, was say, I was saying, are you guys sure you don't want me to take laxatives? And, like, who this real? That's commitment. That's Daniel Day Lewis stuff. Like that. I was ready to do that. No, everyone was like, "Yeah, we're sure, man. That's not necessary." Yeah. Do you have a <laughs> process to get into character? Is that required? No. Nah, yeah, I just wake up and just head on over. Memorizing lines difficult? No, no, easy. Because you know what? You, you shoot. It's like you shoot one scene at a time. So it's like every day I show, I show up and there's like I don't know five scenes to shoot and. You know, I don't. I, I wouldn't be able to like when I used to watch movies. I would think, how do they memorize it? But like, really, it's because they're shooting like only four scenes a day, and like before. And our, our show is so loose that like I don't. I never need to like know a line exactly. Like I just need to like be able to like talk about the subject matter and like know what beats to hit. You trust but everybody. I you write the thing, so it's like yeah, I'm writing. You know it. So, yeah. Will you improv? Oh yeah, tons of improv. I need to go back and do. I want to do like an inventory about like what percentage of dialogue was improv versus like in the script like i'm curious i think it's pretty heavy improv that's a good now idea. with all the cameos was a lot of that improv did you kind of write everyone's lines for them both i wrote their lines but i was like encouraging them to improv because i think that's when you get the best stuff that's when things feel like you're not you're not acting because they're just like being themselves like with justin i was like just talk about how you have a party tonight like it's that simple certain times the script is more necessary to like hit certain beats but it's usually you just need to hit like one line or something and then you can just be like all right now say that line this way that one then you're good but like improv is where everyone shines in my opinion even if they're not like natural improvers or comedians they're just like more comfortable being themselves how was the origin story of your <laughs> little dicky born did that come from a writer's mind, or was that a part of your character breakdown that you supplied these writers? You're talking about my, my penis? Yeah, there, because there is a story to how it got there, and your parents talked to you about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, there I, is... It was born by me living a life with a mutilated yeah. That's how it was born. It was born when I was born, and I came out of the womb and needed surgery. So I just really had to just think, what what the hell happened? And I thought, okay. And I wrote it down, and that's how it got born. Okay. So yeah. real yeah. life. Got it. Sorry. Fact. Mutilated. No, it's not that mutilated. But it, there, were, there were surgeries on it for sure. <laughs> Everything that's said in the show, truth, I've had several surgeries on my penis. Big, big issue with my me as a child. Like all I would do is think about, like, is my penis even – like, you know, is it even, like – 
can it can it function in this world like the way it is like is it like you know is it made of minced meat like is it is it <laughs> like can it do it so oh, I'm so sorry but yeah it's okay it's but it's, it's provided me with everything you know it's my gift and my curse all at once that, wow. oh yeah that's like a majority of the show a lot of it is about your mutilated penis so yeah. maybe the show wouldn't have happened if that never happened show career. I wouldn't be the way I am if I didn't have that. Well, that's a, a truth. And, and b- b- by the way, like your, your, your motivation behind all of this. Yeah. It's all attached to, well, but now I feel like people don't think it's real though. And they think it's like a joke and that's like, it just marginalizes the nature of like the soul bearing that's going on. Like to me, like I look at episode three and I think it's like emotional and like gutting and like people are just like, man, good joke, man. Like you mentioned that FX questioned the diarrhea scene. Did they ever question all the penis and fart talk? Not really. They're like, they know that the best version of the show is like, like a perfect hybrid of like low and highbrow coming together at once. Like that's what like, there's like no show like that. It is the two worlds. And it's, by the way, aesthetically gorgeous. This is, you have a masterpiece on your hands. Congratulations to you, sir. I'm happy you say that because I fought long and hard for it to be shot the way it's shot because comedies aren't supposed to look like that. But they they need to when I'm involved because it, it makes it too good. It's 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 too. It needs to look like a fucking beautiful indie movie. You know what I mean? It needs to be great. Elevated the entire story. Really brought me into the universe. I, I really felt like I was a part of it. And is there any sort of parallel here? Will you release an album with this? Because that's kind of where the show leaves off. I wish that I could be like on Wednesday when the season finale comes out, like I wish my character put an album out and then everyone goes and checks Twitter and my real album's out, but I'm just not that good. I'm not that good. I, I haven't. I, so I wish there was, you know, I don't know. I'm not finished my album. I don't know when I'll be finished, but I'm working. I'm going to start working every day on it now. Once my nose gets less stuffed. We'll also have a season two, right? Yeah. Like it hasn't been greenlit officially, but like it, you know, it's going to happen. How could it not? So have you thought of that yet? Like the whole thing, like <laughs> I thought about it, but like I don't, I'm not like the, you know, it's not like, the, you know, when I watched The Wire, I feel like those guys knew exactly what everything was going to be before they even had the first scene shot. Like, yeah. this is not that. I, I don't even, to me, season two is infinite possibilities. So I'm excited where we end up going with it. But there's a lot of things in season one that we were like, a lot of things that have happened to me in my life that like, we were like, no, nah, we can't do it season one. It's too soon for you to be like with Kanye, mm. you know? Like, so I think like the world will open up even more and be more entertaining in season two. There's layers here that are yet to ex- be explored. Yeah. Season finale of Dave on FF- FXX, 10 p.m. Wednesday, you guys April have, you have, you have not seen it, right? Wait, what? You, oh, no, I haven't, I haven't seen the last episode. It's crazy. It's like so like I, I could give you like I could give you like literally 100 million guesses about what it's about and you would never guess it. Really? Well, now what? we're intrigued. We're obviously going to watch. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's like, it's so like, it's, I think it's the craziest thing that anyone's put on television ever. Oh. Oh, okay. 10 PM Wednesday yeah. FXX. I am so excited. Wait, can you give some sort of hint? Like, is it connected to what we just saw? I can't give you a hint. Just know that it's, it's, you're, you'll never see any of this coming and it's the best episode for sure. Okay. So it's the best episode, even though you said that your favorite was episode nine. I said this one's the best favorite to this point. Episode 10 has an ear. I still do love episode, episode nine. Like if I were to compare it to like sports is like San Antonio Spurs where it's like, just like the, 
champion that like you know is just so consistent and like just so elegant and graceful and like plays the game the right way but it's not gonna like flash and sizzle it's just gonna be like oh that was just like beautiful it's like that's the right way to play basketball whereas episode 10 is like reinventing the game like the golden state warriors like it's like it's like just like a revolutionary approach to a television show well witness the revolutionary approach to a television show wednesday 10 p.m fxx dave yeah it's the most uh it's the if there if there was one episode that was a masterpiece, it's episode ten. Wow, wow! I'm excited. Fuck. No. Uh, Daniel, final thoughts? Do you have any? The one question I had is, is, what's the advantage of a short episode? I like how like short and quick they are. They're not too long. You don't get bored. You know, I just found the average. The average runtime of our episodes is twenty six twenty over the course of the season, which is like pretty standard for half hour half hour comedy. But uh, you know pacing it's like you don't want to overstay your welcome it's like sometimes like sometimes like i said we just like shot whole scenes that were shot that we just like cut because like you don't need them and it just flows better it's like you always want to leave people wanting more guys enjoy episode 10 dave i appreciate (laughs) you very much thank you for giving us time and energy today congratulations man thanks guys really appreciated Bye. bye this podcast is part of the zach sang show podcast